Hey folks, you looking for the latest concert tickets? Maybe some really good advice on cryptocurrency? How about that latest toy that your kid absolutely has to have for Christmas? Well, cyber criminals know this. So welcome to FOMO Scamming. And this is Cybersecurity Uncensored. Welcome to Cybersecurity Uncensored. I'm Logan. Welcome to the channel. We're glad to have you. FOMO scamming. Yeah, that really sounds weird, doesn't it? I don't think it's a term that's very widely used. Maybe it's not used at all, but it does make sense when I explain how it works. So FOMO scamming is essentially a combination of fear of missing out, or FOMO, and scamming. And it's a cyber crime. Well, it's a crime, period. That's usually perpetrated by scammers. Scammers tend to offer something that's exclusive, sold out, and short supply, but somehow they always seem to have it. The most common things usually tend to be things that are in high demand right now. Like, for example, the latest Taylor Swift concert tickets. What about some cryptocurrency advice? Or maybe it's that latest gadget you absolutely have to have for Christmas. The content and the way that they lure you in is deliberately designed to go viral. Basically, they know that something is in high demand, so they create the scam in such a way that you're going to spread it for them. And no matter how many people see this scam, they always think they're some of the lucky few or somehow on the inside. So when more as more of us jump on the bandwagon with this so-called exclusive offer, we readily spread it across social media and even word of mouth. But don't confuse it, especially when it comes to concert tickets with scalping. Scalping is generally whenever someone buys a ticket deliberately to resell it at an advanced price. Not to say that those aren't scams, because quite often there are fake ticket scams, but scalping is generally just a way to sell something at an elevated resale price to make a profit. So how does FOMO scamming work? Well, cyber criminals tend to spend a bit of time figuring out what's the hot items, what's high in demand, what is it that people really, really want and are willing to pay a premium for? They tend to follow trends where people realize big wins in short amounts of time with little or no investment or effort. Cyber criminals do tend to monitor stuff like forums and social media to see what people are in demand for. Because nine times out of ten, when somebody's looking for something, they'll go to social media and make a post about it. For example, someone might jump on Facebook and say, hey, does anybody have any tickets to the latest Elton John concert? Does anyone have really good cryptocurrency advice? Does anybody know where I can find this particular item because my kid really wants it for Christmas because all the stores are sold out. And again, miraculously, the cyber criminals seem to know exactly how it works. The big thing here is it's a form of emotional engineering. Now, I know we talk about social engineering quite often, but I like to talk about emotional engineering because these scams are designed to make you emotional and try to make you feel a certain way. They especially want you to feel like you're missing out if you don't take advantage of this very special offer. That somehow if you don't get in on the action, you're going to somehow be shunned by society and left as an outcast. And people will point and laugh at you if you don't get in on this sort of thing. Eh, seems like a little bit of following the herd behavior, doesn't it? Well, that's how they're manipulating you. You could probably say that it's also a form of spear phishing. Spear phishing is a very specific phishing attack that targets particular individuals. So by using the allure of something like concert tickets, an investment opportunity, or the latest must-have gadget, Effectively, they are targeting people, so this is a form of spear phishing. They really do play it up and say, everyone else is doing it. Or look at how awesome this person is now that they've done this thing or they've acquired this thing. It really does play on in our insecurities because we all want to be significant or relevant. 
or somehow seen as important and maybe rich and well off. Seems to me we do a lot of these things for other people, when in reality, they're probably doing the exact same thing trying to impress us. So cyber criminals will monitor these forums and social media posts, and they look for very, very specific language. They try to pick up on someone's sense of desperation, and it could be that you know, their kid is going to be devastated if they don't get to go to this concert. Or someone might be saying that, you know, if I don't pay my bills, I'm going to lose my house or I'm going to lose my car. They're looking for that emotional hook, that kind of that trigger, that sense of desperation that they know that they can get you with. And then they craft their details to make it look like it's very specific, exclusive advice, kind of like an insider. And sometimes they'll even perpetrate these scams from an era of authority, like saying, I'm in charge of blah, I have certain access to blah, so therefore I'm able to give you blah. So the way this is spread is quite often they'll use bots. You know, there's no point in a cyber criminal sitting there and hammering out all these messages. I've done some other content about bot spamming, basically. So a cyber criminal will create this very specific scamming campaign, and then they'll distribute it. But unlike most bot campaigns, they don't have to do all the work because they know you're going to do it for them by spreading it virally. No matter how much they try to automate the spread of it, they know that you're going to like it, you're going to post it, you're going to share it, you're going to tell people about it. So you're really doing a lot of the work for the cyber criminal just purely based on your desperation to fit in, get something exclusive and belong. And even some people might believe that it could be a scam, but they're willing to take that risk. You know, there's also an element of peer pressure in this thing. You remember peer pressure back in school when maybe all your friends were taking up smoking and you had to take up smoking too to be one of the cool kids? Well, these days, peer pressure is every bit as prevalent, and it's probably even worse because it's online. And especially if you talk to friends and family that say that, well, I've done it and I've realized all the success or I contacted this person and now I have tickets. Do you fully believe them? But the interesting thing is sometimes scammers will actually feed this with legitimate means. Sometimes they will provide actually a decent stock advice or cryptocurrency advice, or maybe they're able to actually supply some tickets. Now, those tickets real? But what they're trying to do it is give it an air of legitimacy. So whenever your friends and family tell you about it, you really believe them. So once the scammer has your attention and he knows that you're probably going to bite, well, then they demand a payment up front. You must give me this amount of money by now. So you either have to pay for all of it or part of it just so they can hold it. And they apply a little bit more pressure by saying, if you don't, I know a dozen other people that will. You know that old car selling technique? I had a young couple in here looking at this very car earlier this morning. So I'll sell it to you now if you want to go through with the transaction. They use that kind of tactic. They really put that sense of exclusivity and prestige in there just to fuel that desperation a little bit more. See what I mean? Why it's just a form of emotional engineering, probably more of a form of manipulation. So once you've paid some of that money, all of that money, they will take the money and run. And it's not always that obvious. I mean, sure, if it pops up and say, you must send this amount of Bitcoin to this Bitcoin address, that feels a little sus. But a lot of cyber criminals will actually use legitimate means. So they'll set up a bank account, often using stolen credentials, and get you to pay into it, especially if you're using something like PayID that's instantaneous. And as soon as the money is in the account, they withdraw it. And the minute that anyone catches onto them, well, they just take off. And then even though the authority sees the account, it's too late. I can only imagine the amount of money that both people and banks lose every year to these type of scams. And it's not always bank transfers, you know, good old wire fraud, Western Union, those sort of things. They're still around. So what are some examples of FOMO scamming? 
Well, the biggest one that comes to mind right now is the Taylor Swift concert tour that's taking place. Those tickets are in high demand and people are willing to give an arm, a leg and their firstborn to get their hands on them. So you can see why the cyber criminals are latching onto this as a great opportunity to scam people because they know that people are desperate for these tickets. Cryptocurrency has been around quite a while and there's been no shortage of coverage in the news about people making big money off of cryptocurrency investments. They don't seem to cover quite as many about how much money people lose, do they? So people see this as a great opportunity to make a ton of money in a very short amount of time and they're willing to take a risk on it and invest in all of these shonky cryptocurrencies based on any advice from just about any Muppet on the street. Everybody wants to find that next Bitcoin or even some hidden obscure coin that could spike that you could buy it on a few fractions of a cent and then be turned into a millionaire overnight. Another really good example are the latest devices. You probably remember back years ago whenever the latest toy was out and all of a sudden every kid on the block had to have it. Well, fast forward, things really haven't changed that much. Just think of all of the frenzy that was around the Nintendo Wii when that first came out. What about the Nintendo Switch and how many people went crazy trying to get their hands on that? Even the latest PS5 or whatever the platform happens to be up now. Any kind of electronic gizmo or gadget that gives off the era of being exclusive, people are going to pounce on it. Just before the iPhone 15 was released, there was tons of scams out there promising early access to the iPhone 15. Now, unless you've just fallen off the turnip truck, you'd know that early access to Apple devices just doesn't happen. There is typically no specific time of the year when these scams can take place. It all depends. Like, for example, concerts take place year-round. Apple devices, the new ones usually tend to come out in September. So you've got those kind of occasions. But there's also usually the big holidays. You know, your Thanksgivings, your Easter, your Valentine's Day, and really, really around Christmas. Because Christmas just seems to drive that consumer frenzy through the stratosphere. And that's where a lot of these scams show up. So on that note, as we start to get a little bit closer to Christmas and getting into the holiday season, be very, very wary of any kind of scams, especially if it's something that's in high demand, question it. So what can you do about FOMO scamming? Well, the first thing you need to do is think. By the time you hear of an opportunity, everyone else has. And you don't really want to get in on that by the time everyone else has heard of it because you're going to be a lot lower on the bottom of that pyramid. Remember pyramid scams? Well, a lot of these things are exactly the same way. The first people that hear about it are the ones that do the best with it. And then as it gets distributed more, even though you think you're getting in on it, you're too far down to make any difference. Watch out for anything that only takes cryptocurrency as a payment. If it's legitimate, they're going to deal in good old dollars and cents. Be very wary of anything that demands a bank transfer, especially if it's pay ID, which is instantaneous. They can use legitimate bank accounts that they can set up using stolen credentials. So even if it looks like your local Commonwealth Bank or ANZ bank account, it could belong to a scammer. And if they're very pushy and very demanding of payment and threatening that someone else will pay it, that's probably a good red flag to walk away from the deal. And if you decide to post online, especially on social media, about something that you really, really want, whether it's tickets, advice, place to park your car, any kind of thing that gives off a sense of desperation that you have to have, cyber criminals may be the ones that are watching and picking up on it. Be sure to verify the opportunity. If it's somehow in a special deal and it's supposed to be above board, well, there should be a business and a bit of legitimacy behind it. Ask for contact details so you can check it out. If they refuse to give you any kind of contact details or an additional detail, there's another red flag for you. Do yourself a favor, use Google. Now here's what you do is you type whatever you're searching for, whatever happens to be in high demand or that someone's reached out to you about, and then just put scam on the end of it. Say, 
Taylor Swift tickets, scam. Cryptocurrency advice, scam. PS5, scam. Anything like that. And you'll get a list of things about scams, about these things that you're looking for. And no matter how desperate you are for anything, always be prepared to walk away. You can save yourself a whole lot of money. And especially in this day and age with cybercrime being the way it is, they might not just take your money for that transaction. They might end up getting access to everything else too. As goals with a lot of things around phishing and any other type of cybercrime, don't surrender your credentials or any kind of login details. So if you've got an opportunity to get an exclusive deal and all you have to do is go to a website and register, you're going to register using the username and password that you use absolutely everywhere else. Cyber criminals know this and it's an easy way for them to get your login details and really take advantage of you. So on that particular note, be sure that you use unique, complex passwords for every single login. Use a password manager to keep track of them and make sure you have multi-factor authentication set up on all of your accounts. Always make sure to monitor all of your accounts. So if you have the opportunity to set up credit monitoring services like that that's available through Equifax, please do so. You want to be able to keep track of your accounts and look for any unusual activity. When you're sitting there with your phone in the evening scrolling through TikTok, quickly pop into your bank accounts and have a look at the transactions to make sure everything makes sense. If there's the first sign of a problem with an account, change your password. So if you get a multi-factor authentication prompt and you didn't initiate the login, could be a chance that someone has your password. You want to make sure that you change it. Even if you suspect something is up, that could be your first indication to go and change your password. And if you're using a password manager, that process becomes a lot easier. One of the other things that I'm going to cover in a future video is having a personal incident response plan. In the business world, we talk about incident response plans whenever there's a data breach or something like that. I think every single one of us should have a personal incident response plan. And what that is, is a step-by-step -step guide that can help us because we're going to be stressed out. We're going to be running around like headless chooks and not being able to focus. So if we've got a step-by-step -step guide to assist us with things like, when did this start? Take down some notes and some details. Have you changed your password? And some important contact details like your phone company, your bank, your school, anything like that. Well, folks, it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks for tuning in and watching the video. Really appreciate it. If you like my content, please like, share, subscribe, hit that alarm button so you don't miss any of my content. Let folks know if you find it uh, helpful. Always appreciate the support. If you want an audio only version of this, something you can listen to while you're on the go or you can share with other people, you can check out my podcast. It's on Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio. It's on a few different platforms, so it's readily available there. Appreciate hearing from you guys. Send me an email, leave me your comments, hit me up on the socials. Uh, I'd like to hear from you guys, maybe some ideas for some future topics. So for now, everyone, please stay safe out there and we'll see you next time.